is in the house tonight. Everybody just have a crave time. And we gonna make you lose your cravings. Everybody just have a, a, a crave time. This is Salt Cravings. It's a podcast where we talk about our cravings and then we solve them in the most efficient and effective and moral ways uh, and no other criteria. Uh, my name is Claire. And my name's Brianna, and welcome back to 2011. The, it's, as you can tell, is why Party Rock uh, Anthem is so topical. It's so topical. It's so topical. And we could, we could just uh, get right into the cravings uh, if you want, because my... F- I, oh, wait, no, I don't start... I planned this whole thing being like, I'm going to go into my first craving because it's relevant. Anyways, go ahead. Fool. It's your craving. I fucked up. Listen, I fucked up. We've been doing you... this show for 63 episodes and I fucked up. <laughs> I was prepared. Anyways, fuck, uh... whatever. I don't even care anymore. I, I actually, actually, I'm not even mad. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. Go ahead. <laughs> I can't believe Claire fucked up so bad she decided to just leave the podcast. <laughs> just, all right, you're on your own now. Um, uh, God. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to jump in if you want to yeah, no, put a please, vibe here please. for a little bit longer. Just, we go. can, let's but I'm happy go. to jump in. No, no, no. In. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. All right. I guess, much like 2011, this is sort of a flashback because we've done stuff along these lines several times we've, we've used it as a solution several times but we've never addressed it directly you see oh no i want a queer heist <laughs> we've done yeah. heists now so we've done heists inundated with heists you yeah. should if you haven't if you like heists go listen to some of the previous episodes we got some great ones we're all about heists here at salt cravings but <laughs> we've never talked about the heist movie and the heist as a right. as a particular genre of film. Because heist movies, um, I think, are a delight. Um, I love a good heist movie. I love it when they outsmart uh, the law and get away <laughs> with it. And it rules. Um, Hell yeah. The, uh, the problem with heist movies is that they're often just a bunch of dudes. They usually, <laughs> I don't know, like I love Oceans, the Oceans series or whatever. But like... That's just a bunch of dudes doing things and then a bunch of straight women doing things. I've watched like one Oceans movie. I know there's like 30 billion of them, but like there's I've only seen four. one. Uh, what? What What about 11? What about the first 10? <laughs> Is this an in-movie reference that I'm just not getting because I haven't watched them? Wait, are, are there not 12 of them? Oh <laughs> <laughs> what do they do in Oceans 1? <laughs> Can we talk about Oceans 1, the movie? I don't know whether you're joking or not right now. <laughs> well, see, I started not joking, and then your reaction told me I'm wrong, and so now I'm joking. So tell me about Claire, Oceans 1. Claire, the first Oceans movie is Oceans 11. <laughs> Well, that's confusing, because where are the other ten movies? We don't start with Sonic the Hedgehog 5. It's because there's 11 people involved in the crime. Thank you. That was... That was the in-movie reason I was looking for. It's a reference to a 50s movie called Ocean's Eleven. It's it's a remake. Ocean's Eleven is a remake of a 50s version of Ocean's Eleven, which I've seen 
stars like Frank Sinatra and a bunch of them. And then like, yeah, they remade it for Ocean's Eleven and then they did Ocean's Eleven, 12, right. 13, and right. then You Ocean's understand eight. my confusion then. No, where I they understand. did like 11, 12, and 13. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, they're going, this is just, this is like Fast and the Furious 9 or whatever. You can't, you can't be like, there's no way they'd make 10 movies because Fast and the Furious 9 is like the 12th movie or something in that franchise. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Listen, I, I understand the confusion, but it's also like you, <laughs> it's just so funny to be like, what did they do with us? Like, oh yeah, what about the first Tell me about the movies? first Oceans. It's just Oceans. It's, it's just, just Ocean. It's just, it's just Ocean. It's just the, the it's Ocean. It's just Ocean. I can't remember his yeah. first name. Can't yeah. remember his first name, but it's just him. Mr. It's Ocean. just George Clooney, and he's, he's so just doing wet. crimes. Queer, queer heist movie instead. So it's not about the ocean; it's about the moon. So moons five, and we're gonna okay. just we're starting. <laughs> well, I just want to be clear about something, which right. is Ocean's Eleven and the Ocean series is not about the ocean. It's about a man named I believe. Stealing things. What's his first name? Um, Waterson. Ocean Waterson. 11 main character is George Ocean um, Watterson. Danny Ocean. It's about a man named Danny Ocean and his His, his name like, is Ocean. That's fucked up name if Ocean. you think about it. So it this is about up. Paisley Moon and God, we can't we can't we can't. <laughs> they already did a heist. We have to do our own unique heist with queers uh-huh, and yeah. we're gonna rob something cool. Okay, what are what are the key elements of a heist movie that you want to hone in on? Because I feel okay. like the the for me um, the the few uh, heist movies that I've seen clearly none of them being Ocean's uh, twenty five and a half. Um, <laughs> I've uh, it's like high tension. There always has to be that moment where it's like, oh shit, this is it. They're gonna get caught. There's the like, oh shit, they actually failed moment. They actually like. There's no like. They fucked up and now it's being taken away from them. And then it's like the double and they actually, they planned for it yes. the whole time. And you have that recap of like, no, actually we were good. We were faking it the whole time and you were wrong, you stupid viewer. And those are, those are the big ones that stand out to me. What are they for you? What are we so focusing on? One of the things that I do enjoy about the Ocean series and in general, I, I, I do enjoy about Heist movies is assembling a crew is always great in the Ocean's movies. That's one of the best things that they do is like, uh. we've got... Ex- we gotta get this Mickey expert, Mouse, this expert, this people, and it's like it goes right. It's like experts. it's like you're, you know. I am. I just adore when uh, there's a bunch of weirdos who are all really good at specific things teaming up to do a thing that uses all of their skills, and therefore the like Ocean's the Avengers. Movies, yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> Avengers, but they do crime. Um, so Avengers. So Avengers, yes, yes, ha 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 ha. But I, but I do, I do genuinely love that sort of thing. I love to see the planning and the like, like the vibe of you know they did some gathering, you know the way that that works in Forza Dark Games. You know, you see some gathering information, yeah. you see some like initial plan, but you don't know all the details of the plan until right. you know the tilt and stuff starts to go wrong, and then eventually you realize they they were prepared for this all along. So it's like jump to the action, just like in Forge of the Dark. It's like, all right, don't worry. Don't sweat the details. Jump to the action. You prepared like, for this the whole time. I like when there's a bit of setup and then a jump to the action without necessarily having everything set up. I like the setup to be Heck like yeah. character based stuff like, oh, yeah, this this helps us develop kind of what the central <laughs> tensions and characters and stuff while we're setting up for the heist. I don't want it to be, and this is a problem with the original Ocean's Eleven from the 50s, is most of the movie is prep. And then it's just... <laughs> 
Um, and that I don't. That's not what I want. I want to jump into the action pretty soon. You know, you know what rules in a heist movie for me is when it's a voiceover. They're making the plan, but they're doing it at the same time. Yes. And it's like you're gonna do this, and it's like we see yeah. the person doing it, and then something goes wrong. It's like, and then this person's gonna do this, and they do something completely different. It's like, what? Shit! What do we do? Oh yeah. God! Um, and then and then and then we're in it, and then we're in it. Yeah. Um, a good flashback's always good, also. Um, oh, flashbacks. I'm realizing that heist movies are just Forge in the Dark games. Specifically, Blades in the Dark is trying to replicate a heist movie. And I love that. I also just, I want to see it on screen. You know, I want to see the, I want to see the gays do a crime um, on yeah. screen. Yeah. So what, what makes, what makes the heist movie for queers unique? Obviously, there's like always, there's a lot of the time there's romantic tensions underlying yeah. parts of the heist. That is like a, a a thing, you know, like Ocean's Eleven is like the place that robbing they're robbing it because the casino owner is like in a relationship with the main dude's ex-wife um, and he wants to win her back or whatever. And it's kind of we gross, just get rid of that cool. middle middle part. It's just yeah. he's in a relationship with the casino owner. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. In the in the Ocean's Eight movie, the the one with all the gals, um, there's like the her ex-partner is like shitty and she's like using him as a fall guy basically for her scheme yeah and then in other like heist things you know i i I think there's a lot of times where there is this romantic tension happening so that's one way that it can be unique to queers um another way is everyone looks really cool because only queers know how to do that so yeah no of course i just want to roll back to the first point you made because i just want to throw out a scene um for all of all of our uh enjoyment of like uh, mixing two elements of like two of the members of the team are like clearly into each other, but w- you know how lesbians can never say that they're into each other, but they're very mm-hmm. clearly into each other and everyone can tell that except it's a high stakes situation and they both have to hide in a very small closet in order to get past a guard Great. or something and they have to just like be chill for five seconds, but like how do you be chill when you are literally pressed up against the person that you have this affection for for the last, I guess, two hours that you've known them because it's a heist movie and you just met each other? I love that. I love just, that. That's, that's in our really heist good. movie. Copyright, uh, copyright. We'll sue you, obviously. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing that... I... <laughs> yes, we're so legal like in that way. We're so legally With our big budget. Way. We're going to use our salt um, cravings money. Yeah, all our, all our lawyers that we have, for sure. Yeah. Our salty um, lawyers. All our sar- Can we salty rob lawyers? lawyers? Can the movie be about robbing like a law firm? God, that's I. I feel like I need more spectacle than that. I think it's always a good time to steal from the government. You know, National Treasure. You know, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That could be a cool thing to steal. Is like the Declaration of Independence, but not that. But something else. We're gonna. We're gonna invite. So it's all queers, and then we also have Nick Cage. No, he's not there. <laughs> he's in the background. He's, he gets killed immediately. He's he in every background. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nobody understands why Nick Cage was in every scene of this movie, but never <laughs> referenced, never has a speaking role, never does anything except just walks across the, like, the background. Incredible. Super good. God, what is like cool and fun and gay to steal? Uh, someone's heart, an art piece. Ooh, what for if, someone. What if you have to steal a bunch of paintings to prove that an artist was gay? What if you have to steal the moon? Okay, 
We went to different places. <laughs> How would you steal a moon? I'm going to shoot the moon with a laser beam to show my love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to carve a heart into the moon. Now I'm just uh-huh. going evil, evil gay scientist is where I've gone. Uh, tell me about tell me about your thing. You have to steal. Uh, a, a whole bunch of art pieces to prove Hell that an yeah. artist was gay and also probably to get money for them to do some good thing. This is like the weirdest scene in Legally Blonde where it's like, of course they're gay. They stole a bunch of art pieces. They're stealing a bunch of art from the Louvre or some equivalent to the Louvre if we can't mm-hmm. get the rights. I don't know why we wouldn't be able to, but... Oh, art? Mm-hmm. You know art. You know what is an art piece is instruments. What if you stole a bunch of like high value instruments from like uh an orchestra chamber 30 minutes before people started showing up right i see but someone shows up early of course because they're nervous is the funniest fucking thing i've ever heard that's really good and it's like oh yeah this is like the most important you know concert or whatever in the world and so they're playing on like these famous you know beautiful instruments that are the, the the most expensive instruments in the world or whatever and so we have to we're, we're trying to steal it because this is the the only time that they'll be outside of the vault that they're kept in oh the, like climate course. sealed vault so this is this is you know us having to steal it right before you know in the like five minute period when they're put on stage before the people get the chance to come on and, oh. and tune them <laughs> or to or steal them after the tuning or whatever the whatever the fuck there's like um, a short window. It's like we have to create a distraction. We have to hope that yeah. distraction works. We got to have a backup distraction. Except we don't have the backup distraction. The backup also, distraction I, happens. Also, I know where we're stealing it from. The Sydney where, Opera House. Uh, with the water. Oh, we got a with scuba the water. scene. Of yeah, course. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. A water heist is, is underrated, I think. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we love a water heist. I think that at least part of this crew... Um, I've decided should be a polycule who all have very specific <laughs> skills and work perfectly and work really well in tandem with one another. Is um, is one of the members of the polycule the person who has a crush on this other person and the other two are like, just just go ask her. Just go ask her. Like, you can do uh, it. And she's like, no, no, no. We have more important things to do. This won't interfere, I promise. That's fun, but I also am down with the like the idea of there's these three and then there's these other two who are who are like crushing on each other because you gotta have like a big old cast, right? You you can't That's reuse true. concepts, you know. You only got so much time <laughs> to introduce. We'll we'll have to make two movies, is what I'm hearing. Two movies. Uh, there'll yeah, be sequels. Movies. Yeah, Moons Four Twenty and Moons Sixty Nine. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Four Twenty main... is the first one because it's um it's uh the <laughs> character's last name is Four, and there are twenty <laughs> fucking queers that they've got on their fucking crew. God, because it's that big of a heist. Yeah, the main person is a is just one of those queers who knows everyone, and so has <laughs> all of these contacts to pull from. Knows twenty <laughs> people who'd be down to do a heist and who uh... they trust to do a heist. I think um, with queers, it would be easier to know people who would want to do a heist. But would it be easier to know people you would trust to do a heist? Mm, that's true. That is a that is an important criteria. Like, I wouldn't trust me to do a heist. No, I would. Do, I don't would invite me to. on your heist. I would fuck don't it up. Don't invite either of us on your heist. We have a <laughs> podcast. This is why we're making a movie about it. So we this don't have to be in it. This is why we're making a movie it. about it. Because it definitely <laughs> didn't happen. Don't look into it. Don't look into the thievery of the the... 
uh, expensive instruments at the Sydney Opera House. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Um, Of course, there's like super intense security. And yeah, I do like the idea of the main person does have a crush on whoever is organizing this concert and is like, sees, sees this as an off or like, or their exes or something, you know? I, I love a good rival ex tension. Yeah, rival exes. One of them became like rich and powerful and ended up being able to organize this concert. And so the the like per- person's personal investment in it is they want to get back at this person. Can we have the like last minute like realization that the ex wasn't actually like the actually the ex gets in on the heist? Right. Yeah. Uh huh. No, there has to come a point where someone. <laughs> who the heist was against gets in on the heist. There, There's like a moment where it's like, can't believe you're, you're stealing from me. And it's like, listen, I'm just here as, no, I know that you're stealing from me. I can't believe you didn't ask me to be part of it. God. <laughs> uh, you know I have a specialty in acrobatics. I could have, I could have gotten through so many doors without being but noticed. But we're doing the heist against you. I don't own these instruments. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. And it's it's a great cover because they were just yeah. renting them. And it's like, how could I have known there was going to be a giant heist? Yeah, uh-huh. It's so I perfect. took out insurance, so I get all the insurance money now. I feel like we could do better than 420 as a title, but also okay. maybe we can't. What if it's like the Sydney Opera heist? What about just, like, the conductor or something? You know? <laughs> it's the conductor. Because, I mean, the conductor is the ex. And the conductor is also the person in charge of the heist, you know? So it's just the conductor. And it's unclear, you know, which one is the actual conductor here. You know? Oh, they're rival conductors. They're rival conductors. I mean, I don't know that the main person is literally a conductor, but they are conducting oh, the heist. Oh, I see. I got it. I got what you're saying. But also, what if they're rival conductors? But one of them quit and became a, a professional thief because, you know, when your ex is a conductor and you fell in love with them and you're a conductor, but you fell out of love, so you fell out of love with the job, and so you turn to a life of thievery and get back at your ex who's a conductor, so you conduct a... We've all done it. We've all done it. That's We've that's really just there. a queer story. I think there actually is a movie called The Conductor out here, but no, there isn't. It's ours now. If you're a movie and you're called The Conductor, no, you aren't. No, you aren't. Heart. Um, Claire, do you want to give me the craving that you had set up so well? All right, it's time to go back to Craving Rock because my craving is about pre-gaming. I want to go to a pre-game. Holy shit. The the second best part of a party is the party. The first best part of the party is the (laughs) pre-game. Why is this the most true thing I've ever heard? (laughs) It's so real. It's so real. Because the pre-game is the excuse to see the people you want to go to the party with. And it's like, all right, if nothing else, we're just going to lump together and we're just going to be awkward at this party together. So at least let's get all, let's like let's get ready, let's do our makeup, let's like have too many shots. Also if you're going to like an event instead of a house party, it's like all right, let's get as drunk as possible so we don't have to buy the $20 vodka crayon that like has a half a shot in it and then and then you're just helping each other on the bus and whatnot. The only time I went to like a just a straight club or whatever the fuck. Oof. Um I was with some friends of mine who are fantastic and we met up at, at one of their houses to 
to like pregame a little bit. And as soon as I got here, there the other two who were with me, and they were sort of like, "Yeah, we noticed there's like a 24-hour Denny's near the club." <laughs> it's like, oh, huh, yeah, and. That sort of escalated, and by the time we were done pre-gaming and we were on the bus and on our <laughs> way there, we had convinced ourselves that we were going to go to the club for an hour and then go to the 24-hour Denny's <laughs> and have that be the main thing. We stayed for about two hours, so okay. shout-out to us. Damn. Um, but that that's was, perseverance. That was, that's the sort of thing that comes about when pre-gaming is like, God, I actually don't care about... I just want to hang out with y'all, and I just want to yeah. like spend time with y'all. Um, <laughs> like, a pre, a, I love a pregame. I love a post-party. Um, oh, you're right. I also- was wrong. The party isn't the second best thing at a party. The party is the third best thing. The second yes. best thing is the post-after party. The event itself is never the most exciting. Listen, okay, no. <laughs> Here's my theory. The best is the pre-gaming. Um, of course. Second yeah. best is the exact moment you enter the party because you look cool <laughs> as hell. Uh-huh. And everyone's it's the like, entrance. Yo, hey, it's you. I love you. Hey. You're the best. And you're like, hey, I love you. And you're like, look at it's all like, cool. All of your outfits look so good. Yeah. My outfit Absol- looks so good. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh. Um, and then post party is the next best. The uh-huh. fourth best part of the party is. Whenever you order food, when the food gets there. <laughs> the, actually, the worst part is when you order food. The best part is when the food gets there. Um, mm-hmm. And then the rest of the party is, like, below that. <laughs> the worst part is ordering food because you have to coordinate, like, it's, eight it's different people. Yeah. Oh, my uh-huh. God. <laughs> uh, can you just pass the computer down around? I'm kind of busy right now. Can you just read me the menu, please? No. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. So it's like, so ordering food is the worst part, but getting food is, is maybe one of the one of the highlights of it's, the party. It's up there, yeah, for sure. Doing shots yeah. together. Doing shots together is pretty good and a good Suggesting time. doing shots together. Very close second. Yes! The morning after for, for the times that y'all just are like, all right, we're all too... F-. I'm thinking about, like, brunch, parties that yeah. are really far away. Brunch where it's like, all right, we're all just passing out at this party and then we're going to go to brunch the next day. So we know now know the order of things in which <laughs> there are three. There's, above the party is pre-gaming, the after, the after party, party, the yeah. um, morning after, and then uh-huh. the party. The food arrives, the arrival of people. I, mm, yeah, the party is above ordering food. I will, I'll yeah, give party Ordering food that. is the low point of the party. It, yeah, uh-huh. That's the party hierarchy. Right. The party n- hierarchy of needs, if, <laughs> if you will. I will not, but continue. So yeah, in terms of um, how to pregame, it's pretty hard without parties. I haven't done a lot of pregaming at, at all um, because there haven't been parties to go to. I guess there have, but I'm not invited to those parties because I, because they're by people who I would not party with. I might have an, I might have a solution. Oh, Have please. I yet introduced to this podcast the Tuesday party? Have I, have I mentioned <laughs> I don't the think Tuesday you have. party I don't think on you this have. podcast yet? You should, you should tell us about the Tuesday party. Sometimes you and your roommate don't like have work. Um, and so time loses all meaning. So in order to keep yourselves from dying, um, you come up with the concept of the Tuesday party. So the Tuesday party is very simple. Every Tuesday, you have a party. Here is what the Tuesday party entails. You usually watch something or one of you can play a video game and the other like watches and does commentary or play a video game together. 
Um, doesn't have to be something good. It can be something fun. Uh, because the other crucial parts about this, <laughs> you're allowed to drink if you want. You don't have to, but you're allowed to. And the most important part of this, you either have to like make a really nice meal together, or if you just don't have it in you, you got to order some food. You got to do something nice for yourself in terms of the eating. And then you just like spend the night and watch some things and eat some good food and like maybe drink a little bit and vibe. And that's what and that's what Tuesday party is all about. But the crucial part of the Tuesday party is the community and the friendship. And so Tuesday party is kind of like a pregame, but it is a party. Um, So you could totally do a pregame to the Tuesday party. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what is the Tuesday party pregame? I mean, traditionally, it's the making of the food. But okay. that's also kind of the party itself. So you could pregame Tuesday party if you like go grocery shopping for the food. That's uh, not a very exciting pregame. Yeah. But suddenly the party is better than the pregame. How do you make a pregame better than a Tuesday party? I mean, it's difficult because the Tuesday party is the best thing. Um, <laughs> you could make the Tuesday party the pregame for a Zoom party, and that way it'll definitely better be better than the Zoom party. Oof. That doesn't make you me make, sad. Right? You can also do. The other thing, potentially, which is what I did for Valentine's Day with with Ash, which was one of you makes a meal and then you like give that person part of the other meal to take back with them and then you eat it together on like a call. Oh. It's a little it's yeah, it's a little sad, but it it works as a as a you know, it could work in that way. I know pregames are not traditionally about eating, but that's t- to me that could work. Pregames are about eating once the food arrives alternatively socially distanced pregame when cases go down and we're allowed to see each other again sit in a park six feet apart from each other and just throw alcohol at each other to pregame this is going a completely different direction please go on (laughs) no it's just saying you just start tossing it to each other you know like hey can i have a beer and then you're just throwing it i thought you meant like splashing each other with vodka or something (laughs) That's not a pregame, uh, like, but you're like you're like you know, you could, like, me. <laughs> but you can like do your makeup or whatever. Um, can't really do your hair because you don't have electrical outlets. Someone brings an external battery, you're good. What if we could all ascend to a party realm? You know that would be cool. <laughs> party rock is not in the house yeah. tonight because we're no, ascending LMFAO to the would realm. LMFAO made the party <laughs> realm. That's where they've been. That's what they've been doing. They were they had to they listen. They apologized for party rocking because they realized what was to come and they realized that everyone would want to party rock when the when the quarantine came. And so now to atone for their sins of party rocking, they've made the party dimension. That was their last album was Sorry for Party Rocking. But are they genuinely sorry? I guess if they're genuinely sorry, then then they can make the party realm. I mean, of course they're genuinely sorry. They never released another song. <laughs> They've changed their behavior. They're more sorry for party rocking than most people are for things they get called out for. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> they actually changed their behavior. LMFAO, in the end, proved in it the It was power. all of us laughing out loud together. Of growth, yeah, of growth and change. I think I'm good on the pregame. Uh, I'm going to ascend to the party rock realm. So I'm I'm happy with my my party rock um, pregame. Do you want right. to uh, give us the next craving? One of the things that quarantine has made me think about is how big a small gesture can be. How the various forms of communication things can take. And, you know, it's made me very thankful for our 
kind of ability to do video calls and that sort of thing. It is very helpful, but it's boring. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it sucks. We need to embellish our communication more. I say we need to return to the epistolary tradition to not only writing letters to each other, but writing those letters in a way that was like really, so it's really exciting to get a letter and it's, it's like a beautifully done piece of paper with like cool ink and cool designs and maybe a wax seal. This is a thing that my girlfriend did for me for Valentine's Day. It was very sweet and very cute. She Aww. wrote me some letters and stuff. And it's made me think we should all be doing this. This rules. This is great. I think we should all get back into the epistolary tradition. You're goddamn right. I've been exchanging letters with my grandmother because she has an iPad and doesn't know that not everybody can FaceTime because mm. FaceTime is the video calling for iPhones. So we've been we've been exchanging letters. Uh, so totally. I feel this. It's very exciting to get a letter from my grandmother. It's yeah. probably not the same as getting a letter from your girlfriend, but Defi definitely I'm not excited. the same. But it is exciting, nevertheless. I really lo do love receiving a letter. I love sending a letter, and I also think that like there's a certain value in like very olden days. There would be things like people would like put a bit of perfume on a letter that they were sending, so that it would you know remind the receiver of them or they'd have like a custom wax seal or they would like make sure to do things in really clean handwriting or they use like the not only the front of the letter but also the side of the letter and the back of the letter to like really save paper um <laughs> and i just think there's all these really cool flourishes and traditions that you just don't get with like sending someone a you know store-bought card and i'm not saying that that's bad because i also do that shit but like what if we all got really into letter writing? I just think that would be cool. I want someone to exchange fucking Regency style letters with. Um, can Hell we just yeah. do that as our podcast now? Yeah, that's the podcast now. Uh, sign up your mailing address and we'll just mail you a letter every month. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're placing the podcast, we'll need to mail them two letters a month. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's kind of, it's, it's, we're going to become like the green sisters, but instead of making video blogs at each other, we make letters at each other. And I guess we just read them out. That is what we do now. So what would be your like seal? If, if you had like a custom ornate seal? Oh, I think flowers are always good. I wouldn't mind like a daisy or something. I think that's cute. A good heart. You always like, gotta love a good heart. A clone trooper helmet, since I'm obsessed with clones <laughs> these days. Uh, it's a heart on the clone trooper helmet. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What would yours be, though? Well, tell me Tell me what yours... I mean, mine could also just be, like, a, a very fancy bee, you know? That could be neat. What would, what would be, yours be, mine? You, you know the, the very uh, simple Aries symbol where it kind of just looks like an M, but if you chopped off the outer two legs... Actually, I had this as a, as a, a ta hey, gay moment. I had a, a couple's tattoo idea of putting the Aries symbol on a D20 where the 20 goes. And then that would be, that would be my stamp. That's so cute. It's a D20 with the Aries symbol on it. I think it'd be cool for us to have a, a Salt Cravings wax seal. Yeah, I mean, of course. This yeah. would be this would be our official salt craving seal that we send out to yeah. all all our um, secret admirers that we have on the show. <laughs> so many thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands, absolutely. 
And it tastes like salt. It's like, so it's, you know, the scratch and sniff things, except oh, no. if you smell or lick, the, it tastes like salt. That's it. That's the thing. Um, I, want, I want scratch and sniff on these letters. You, you said perfume, but what if, what yeah, if we could like of, more scratch easily? Scratch and sniff is basically the modern day perfume. So Right? But what if you could tell a story? It was like, I was in the park and I had a, like a really nice time walking through the park. And then at the end of the sentence, you have a little thing that you scratch and there's like a nature smell that you get off of oh, it. And I then like the next that. sentence is like, and then I like saw some birds and they were like, I don't know. And then you scratch another thing and it actually starts tweeting at you i'm including sound it's scratch and tweet a scratch and sound it's scratch and so how, tweet. my question <laughs> then becomes how are you engineering scratch and sniff this excessively that people can just make their own that is the difficulty right right how are you right because here's the thing it, and one of the reasons why i think we no longer write really extravagant unnecessary letters we just we just don't have because I don't think it's like something of just like, oh, people are too much on their phones. It's like, where would you, how would you even go about making a wax seal? You know? Yeah, how would you, you have even to go buy about the wax. You have to get the learning seal. calligraphy, you know? Like, this is a thing that back in the day, obviously it was very gendered, but it was like a, a thing that women would spend many hours doing and practicing and getting better at is writing specific letters that... that and that, and also class divide, right? <laughs> and also class divide. Oh, yeah. To be clear, again, this is very much an upper class thing because of the cost of materials. materials. And although I will say letter writing was fairly common across classes, but... But, but it like was definitely, less ornate. Right. It was definitely less ornate and less... Yeah, it was less like of a like form an art of communication. And more of a, a, yeah. Yeah, more of a practical thing rather than a, an artistic thing. But I think at this point it could be an artistic thing for everyone, you know? You want um, you want the art. You want the art of talking to each other. Yeah, you know, I like that. I like unnecessary extravagant letter. So we need really the materials, we need the tools and the teachings of how to do this sort of thing. Because I think that if you give people the ability to do it, I feel like I know enough queers who would just start doing it, who would just start spent sending letters. Um, I've seen enough. Yeah. I've seen enough games pop up on itch.io or in bundles and stuff <laughs> that are about sending things in the mail to each other. So how are we reviving letter writing industry and making it accessible for all? <laughs> we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. <laughs> the I, solution I, we is we're just gonna do it. Also, <laughs> say it. No. Say your idea. No. Say 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 the bad thing. Say the bad thing. Instead of ink, which is a non-renewable resource, we can use cum. Why did you go to cum? <laughs> Why did you tell me to say it? <laughs> blood was right there. We do blood shit all the time on this podcast. I just think if you got like a black sheet of paper, oh, it, could be, it could be artistic. I think you could, with cum write a letter that can only be seen under uv light <laughs> which i guess is beneficial sort of this is hannibal nectar stop stop i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna come through the i'm gonna send you a letter that kills you you're gonna scratch and sniff it and it's gonna be arsenic it's and you're gonna smell die of death. <laughs> i don't really think ink was the the thing that i was ha that i was thinking would be the the, st the stopping point the sticking point to the one could say point. the sticky point <laughs> <laughs> i was more thinking it might be the wax seal or the that, scratch and sniff that probably or... makes more sense yeah 
And I don't think you can do a wax seal with cum. Well, if you no. get enough of it. Do you think, like... I don't even <laughs> want to say this, because I don't want to bring this possibility into the world. I mean, you could, though. Do you think there was, like, a, a, like a pornographic letter-writing tradition in which you would mix... A little bit of your cum into the wax. There has to, there has to be right. Thick. That has to have been a thing, right? <laughs> Can you imagine coming on the letter? Because it's like I don't have perfume, but babe, please accept what I do have. Oh, it sucks. Oh, oh it that's sucks. bad. This is the worst. Oh. Craving's no longer relevant. I no longer <laughs> write, want anyone to write any letters ever again. I'm so good at ruining all your cravings. <laughs> anyway, if anyone wants to uh, do normal letter writing uh, back and forth, uh, let me know. And on that note, coming is normal. Just uh, a relevant note. But uh, anyways, yeah, write Brianna a lot of letters. Don't. Uh, that are normal do letters. Not. Hey, <laughs> do It's a not. natural body procedure. Do not um, involve cum. <laughs> In any letters which you write to me. I don't want cum to be involved. You can... We don't need to have cum be a part of the new letter writing tradition. That I'm starting. The new epistolary tradition. There's no there's no place to put cum in the word epistolary. There's, and neither there's is no there cum, a place to put... There's no cum, but there is piss. So what you can... <laughs> <laughs> the epistolary tradition. Yeah, that's actually totally fine with me. Weirdly. Cum is bad, but piss is good. I It's not... That's actually totally fine with me. All bodily fluids are bad, except piss. That's a thing that I definitely believe and think is totally true. And, uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Abafab. All, all bodily functions are bastards? All bodily fluids are bad. All bodily fluids are bad. Don't involve bodily <laughs> fluids in any letters you're writing unless that's a consensual thing you two have discussed, then... Then it's all a, bodily fluids are beautiful. Same acronym. Same acronym. It works forever. Two sides of a coin. Two sides of the bodily fluid. Hey, just a quick question before we move on to the next craving. Is your next craving going to include a mention or focus on any bodily fluids that... I mean, maybe you not... could tell me um, if it does, because my next craving is sitting in a room with a bunch of people uh, and just being able to listen to the conversation without having to interject anything. So it could... Depending on the conversation. But I don't think it needs to. I don't think we, it needs to. I think we can Maybe move on. Maybe you're sitting and in just... a room and it's an orgy, but you're just kind of sitting there. I think it's called know. voyeurism. I think that's called yeah. voyeurism is the thing that you're describing. Yeah, there's a word. There's, there is yeah. a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, my craving is is the experience of, of just like, you know, when you're in a big yeah. room and like the conversation just has a life of its own and, and it just, it flows. Uh, unlike how conversations on video calls happen where inevitably it feels like there's more silence on video calls than there is in real life conversations and i don't know what's up with that i think because we're all aware that if we're going to talk we run the risk of completely interrupting someone and so we're really mm. hesitant to to speak we like want to give the other person a chance to again i'm sure if you're on like a call with a bunch of like this hat white dudes. They probably are just like it's probably just okay. <laughs> cacophony. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am on a lot of those calls at work. There's a lot less silence, and there's a lot more people 
cutting each other off really is the only difference it's it's less fear about that we're gonna be analyzing these past years for Mm -hmm. years if not decades to come and then we're gonna come to the decades um so how many solutions to the existence of a pandemic and a need to quarantine can we come up with we've come up with so many but here's the thing we don't have to like be in a big room i just want to so the actual end of this craving, I'll just read the craving verbatim because I like the craving is sitting in a room with other people all having a big conversation you get to listen to. And then in brackets, thanks podcast, because I could just listen to podcasts and it's like all my friends are in the room with me. Podcasts do provide that. I was going to say we are a podcast and we could try and replicate this for the viewer, listener, totally. viewers. Yeah, why don't we just why don't we just have a conversation? Just have a conversation. Let's just have like a conversation. Like this podcast. That. This isn't okay. We're just gonna spontaneously <laughs> have a conversation. Very spontaneously. <laughs> you ever um, have a conversation for like an hour, and then as soon as you're like, "All right, let's have a conversation," it's just like, okay, what do we have a conversation about? I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So I'm really excited for the game tomorrow. You were saying that you had some thoughts. You were thinking you might want to go into the other world. Oh, you were thinking? Ah, the other world with uh with uh rain. Yes. So yeah, yeah, God, yeah. can you remind me? We were doing a thing where we were sneaking into this laboratory and we all got caught or something. Where things are at is so there's this there's this government organization called Door, and they want to open up a doorway into the other world called Urgira, which is like this like hub world of all these different types of people they were kidnapping people knew about this other world in order to try to like get information out of them to see if they could find a lead on who might be able to just like have the ability to go between these worlds at will they didn't get the information which exists which is of course that bigger or eggs and tax exists who is a person who can go between worlds at will y'all broke into to the door base to rescue people you got them out. And since then, it's been sort of like, okay, well, they're planning stuff. Y'all had to rescue some people from a abandoned theme park, which was like this other group of, of like cultists who know a lot about this, this world and are from this world. And now at this point, you've just discovered that one of the people involved in Dor, the head scientist, is actually from Orgira. Which and- I'm really excited about because... Uh, I fucked her over real hard yeah. last time uh-huh. and taunted her and then almost killed her by blowing up her laboratory or something. Yeah. That was really yeah. funny. Which is she really was so good. easy to push over. Yeah, she's she, that's going to be fun with you and with her. Um, but yeah, so so at this point, like, you know, y'all are about to get like more detail on her whole deal. And then basically it's going to be like up to y'all to be like, well, how do you want to go about this from here? Do you want to try and what you were suggesting, like go into Argira and try and rescue Bigger there before they can get at her? Or do you want to try and like, you know, go after Dor and try to like stop them before they can even get to her? Or do you want to like wait and see what happens and react? Do you want to like p- pursue this lead with this scientist lady? Or do you want to do something else entirely, right? There's, there's all of these various options. Um, and so that's sort of what I was what I was thinking about. There are so many options. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, you you listening? Yeah, you listening? Y- yeah, hey, yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, we were just actually just wondering. Like, we are still deciding this, and obviously the rest of the crew is still deciding this. 
But like, huh. and and obviously, by the time you hear this, you know, it's probably good. it'll have been decided. But like, it'll be decided. We but just want you your input. That, that yeah, yeah. We do. just want like to include you. You know, kind of. The, we're all in this the, room together. Yeah, having this fun, fun time together as friends because we're answer your friend. Now. Answer right now. That's a good okay. answer. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good answer. You know, huh. I think I'm gonna do that. Okay, so you yeah. you heard that right? So I think that's yeah. gonna be what I do tomorrow. Okay, then I know what to prep for. That's awesome. Cool, uh, thanks. awesome. Uh, thanks, yeah. listener. All right. Well, I th- I guess with that, uh, my craving has been <laughs> solved, and uh, <laughs> we can go I back into the party rock. Like, I hope that wasn't just like super fucking boring to listen to. I mean, it was um, probably like the rest of our podcast. The The entire podcast was us having a conversation. We have the conversation so that you can sit in your room alone and be like, haha, they're my friends. And we are. Believe us. We're, we're your friends. Keep listening. I don't um, think we should encourage parasocial relationships. JK, what if we do? Ha! You're our best friends. We don't support parasocial relationships. This is a real relationship. We we invite you to be in our friendship. <laughs> I'm ready to die right now. <laughs> Craving Rock has leaving the house tonight. <laughs> there it goes. It's walking out the door. And it is leaving us behind. Because we have to dun 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 end this podcast. Thanks for listening to Salt Cravings. Thanks for listening to um, Salt Cravings. That's it. Goodbye. We're we're gonna nope, hit record hang now. Hang on. <laughs> That's it. Hang on. No, I'm sorry for craving rocking. Hey everybody, I need to make a formal apology. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for craving rocking. It was irresponsible, yeah. and you know we had a lot of fun there in the craving craving rock zone. Uh, but now we gotta end it. And and yeah. so if you wanna find us outside the craving rock zone, you could head over to social media on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram at Salt Cravings, or if if you want to, you know, get into the party rock zone. Hey, friend, you want to send us a, a a craving of your? Hey, friend, send us a f- craving of yours. You can do that at submissions at saltcravings.com. You could also just tweet at us, Facebook at us, or Instagram at us what your cravings are, and we'll do them because you're our special friend here on the show that we will do just for you and no one else, just you. You're special. And if you really want to solidify your totally real and definitely not parasocial <laughs> friendship with us, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice. Give us five stars if you're really our friend. <laughs> if you're really our friend, only real friends give us five stars, no, which you are. We can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't guilt trip or manipulate people. That's not, that's not, that's it's not only friendly guilt- <laughs> behavior. But friends support friends. That's why you'll go to give us five stars. Alternatively, you could go to the links in the description to donate or support uh, folks who need it. Those um, are our friends. Um, and so you. Jesus <laughs> and they're your friends by extension. Oh my God. That's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't forget to give your friends money. They're in the links below. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else? Keep an eye out for more info on our uh, finale. On the live stream. Uh, yeah, July 1st to 4th. Keep an eye out. It's it's gonna happen. We're probably gonna start asking who wants to be a part of it, and that should be fun. And we'll ask you, friendo, because you're our friend. No, we're not! <laughs> Only friends <laughs> on the stream, but you're our friend, we promise. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't even know where the outro went in there. <laughs> it was somewhere in there. It was somewhere in there. Oh, good. <laughs> great. We love podcasting. Sorry love for my... podcasting. <laughs> That's the real sequel to Sorry to Party Rocking is Sorry for Podcasting. <laughs>